everybody. Welcome back to Feedback Loop, a special episode of Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy, a special episode variant of Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it nah, is I'm a just kidding. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the same Jeremy. Yeah, I've never like been. Them. I've never been special. So, oh my, Joey, you're special to me. You are fifty oh percent of this podcast. <laughs> does that make me special? I mean, it's yeah, more it than, does. Than not being, I guess. Yeah. It's more than all, everybody else. We need to look down our nose at all these nerds that are not part of this podcast <laughs> as being yeah. inferior to us. <laughs> Why is this episode special, Jeremy? This episode is special because it's our it's our recap, our fave fives of 2022. And I actually meant to ask you this earlier, but I think I already know the answer. Um, because there have been distinctions in the past of our criteria for picking oh, albums. Yeah. These are all albums, at least on my list, they're all albums that released in the year 2022. I assume Same. that is true for yours? Okay. I switched over okay. last year and I think I'm switching for good because I, I don't know. I can't. It feels it feels less meaningful, I think, than the way you did it, which is just the, the five albums that you liked the best and discovered that year because that's kind of what our podcast is about. That's what we like to do. But... I don't know. There's something fun about just like living yeah. yourself, right? You're you're creating a rule set. You're creating boundaries for what is acceptable. I I agree. It de- for me, it makes it easier than it was trying to like. Okay, what are all yeah, of the that's albums true. that I discovered this year? <laughs> that's true. It's a it's a more narrow slice, and it's more relevant to you, the listener, who yeah. maybe doesn't like doing deep discography dives on random unknown artists all of mine are fairly well known um i guess that's not true i guess i can't speak for some of them to me they're well known but to, to you they might be completely <laughs> completely unknown albums um before we get into our top fives we're gonna do some honorable mentions quickly just because there are just so many good albums came out this year and not all of them could make the top five. I'm not happy that all of them could not make the top five. I spent too much time, and I'm still regretting every decision I make. But the, the honorable mentions I picked up, um, we'll just we'll just do them, we'll just do them in order. I have them written down here, not in any particular order, as far as the impact or whatever. Soccer mommy, sometimes forever, very close to making my list. I really enjoyed it. It was, I think it's the top discovery for me this year, perhaps as far as an artist I had never heard of releasing an album that I really, really love a lot. Um, Jack White's fear of the dawn came out early this year and came out strong. It's a very fun album. It's very like boundary shifting and pushing, but I just didn't quite make the cut for me. I think it kind of fell off. Uh, Charlie XCX's album crash. Very good album. I really enjoy that album. Way more than I ever thought I would. Highly Suspects, Midnight Moon Club. Sounds like a return to form. I think I mentioned them fairly recently yeah. on the podcast. Um, but their new album kind of is, is hitting back to their older sound. And I really enjoy that. And then one of them is kind of maybe considered a plug as well. But <laughs> the, uh, the streamer I follow, Kyle Bossman, did a community album earlier this year called Everybody Wins, where he just like wrote some goofy songs based on a video game's multiple endings and then submitted it to his audience and his audience remixed them and, and produced them essentially for him. 
So I feel like that was a highlight of my year, even though the album is not of the same quality or caliber <laughs> necessarily as the ones in my top five. But uh, that album's called Everybody Wins. I think you can find it on SoundCloud. Um, I don't know. I'll put a link to it in the description just for ease of access. I'm not going to mention something so weird and then not, not give you that information. So that was your five, huh? Well, that, not those, your t- were my, your, those were my your, honorable mentions, yeah. my five honorable mentions <laughs> that just wouldn't quite make the list for me. Well, I have three. I did originally have five, and then I was just like, I need to Throw them all in there, man. Yeah. Man, okay. But the one that I did cut off that I'm adding literally right now was um, an album by Domi and J.D. Beck, who are Never like... Never heard of them. They're... They're all over YouTube, at least. Like, I feel like their stuff got plugged so hard this year, and for good reason. So, JD Beck is an amazing drummer and super young, and it's just like very, it's definitely like the new style of, I guess it could be considered jazz, where it's like the fast, like, like that type of stuff, but it's all like really intricate. And then Domi is a keyboard player who they like work just so well together. The album's called Not Tight, and it had a bunch of like big name uh, features. It had Thundercat, most notably, at least for me, because Thundercat's a fucking amazing who bassist. Who doesn't like Thundercat? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it had Snoop Dogg. It, of course, Snoop Dogg's on everything. He's everywhere. He's, he's <laughs> and, in my life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it also had uh, Busta Rhymes, Anderson Pack. It had Mac DeMarco, like just a ton of big Man. names on there. Yeah. But. It was a really good album. It didn't quite make the cut simply because it didn't immediately have as big, <clears throat> sorry, as big of an impact on me as a lot of the other albums did. But so now I have four honorable mentions and that was one of them. Another, another one is uh, probably a band people have heard of called built to spill. They came out with an album this year called when the wind forgets your name. And I love nineties built to spill. And the reason this was an honorable mention is mainly because it was, it's not necessarily a return to form, but it's the first album that I've heard from them in a long time that actually like resonated with me, I guess. Yeah. I love so, it when that happens. Yeah. It was, it was just a nice feeling to hear it. And even judging by the album art, like they had very like simplistic album art in the back, like back in the nineties and this album art was like nuts. So I listened to it, not expecting <laughs> to like it. And then I liked it. So it was just yeah. even better. Um, that's a fun find yeah next one is a band that i actually played for everybody while we were playing a game the other day called uh the band is infected mushroom they came out with their they've been around for 25 years at this point so it's called i am 25 and it's just an overall great album with some misses on it which is why it's not on the top five but there's it had mr bill as a feature on the last uh song that's fun yeah, so it was a good one. That one's kind of like a mix of like metal and techno. They're they're very like a dance trance type uh, type sound. And then my last honorable mention is Joji's 2022 album Smithereens. I just couldn't in good conscience put it in my top <laughs> five. It's it's a very short album and there are misses on it. So like Damn. as much as um, Die for You is like that's like one of my new favorite joji songs and i really like glimpse for or glimpse of us which was like the big single but there's just some other songs on there that i could like really 
give or take. Like I don't, I don't care too much about him. So it didn't hit me in the way that uh, I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember his nectar. It nectar. didn't hit me in the way nectar did. So it didn't. It didn't get on the list. Doesn't, doesn't make the cut. You you had. Sounds like you had stringent criteria for what made it and what did not make it in your top five. It's just making me regret my decisions so much more because an album like Sometimes Forever by Soccer Mommy, for me, I don't think has a miss. I think that album yeah. hits all the way through. However, my number five pick, getting right into it, I feel like has a miss on it. But I also listened to it a lot more. I found it yeah. more more easy to return to and then just put on and, and listen to it. And my top five, my number five pick is palaces by flume, um, which is, I like flume. I'm, I've, I'm a big fan of flume in general. This album, I think immediately came on really strong and then kind of fizzled and then kind of came back for me. So it's been something that's been not necessarily a constant for me this year. I mean, it, it came out relatively late in the year i suppose compared to some of the other ones but um i don't know it just does things it's great driving music it's it's good flume it does have a miss or two on it for me that i'm just not super into that kind of break up the album but overall it's just it's there's a lot of like really like interesting songs on it. it's very like an enchanting album for me it's got a lot of big features on it including your boy damon albarn <laughs> hell yeah for track number 13 the title track which is kind of like it sends off the album in a great way. And yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just a fun album to listen to. Something that kind of just keeps popping back into my mind. Well, hell yeah. Well, um, I guess maybe I'm not holding mine to as high of a criteria as I held my honorable mentions to for some <laughs> reason, because my number five is beach bunnies, emotional creature. And this one, I like, it almost didn't make the cut. But I also didn't know what else I was going to put there. And I like the album a lot, especially as I've listened to it more. It has definitely grown on me. And with uh, Blame Game, which I guess that's an EP, but that was like their last release. Release, yeah. It it didn't immediately hit me in the way that like, I know I wasn't like super sold on Honeymoon whenever it first came out. But Honeymoon has like quickly become like... I could listen to that album all day. It's the epitome with, of Beach Bunny music. Like it's just it it hit for me. Um, and emotional creature didn't quite have that immediate connection, but the more I listened to it, and I don't know if I'm biased because we went and saw them live, so we got to see some of their newer songs come <laughs> yeah. out. But I don't know. It's just every time I listen to it, I find something else that I like more about it. And it the fact that it's coming back off of Blame Game, which. I do like Blame Game. The more I listen to it as well, it just, it still doesn't hit the same spot and uh, right. Emotional Creature hits that spot for me. It's, it's interesting that you you mentioned that you put it as your number five simply because you weren't sure what else would go there. And yeah. I feel like that's the same for me. Like the number five slot was just something that's like, okay, it's something that's worth mentioning, but there's four albums that came out that are better than it this yeah. year so it's kind yeah. of like what what do i put in that slot what do i need to like round out my list and if we flume palaces i almost cut flume palaces this is one of those albums where it's like is it worthy of the top five but i'm like what else am i gonna put there yeah so so <laughs> flume palaces did make it is, is, is there um moving on to my number four this one is interesting for me 
because this was not um, being monitored by me necessarily. Usually when I go through a year, um, I make note of albums that come out that I really enjoy so that I can revisit them at the end of the year when we do these. Um, this album was not on my list despite coming out pretty early in the year. And this is Buried Alive's Our Own Light, oh, their shit. 2022 album. Um, I guess they're all 2022 albums. I don't know why they, <laughs> they stipulated that. But it was not on my radar for this list until YouTube Music Recap came out. And Buried Alive was my second most listened to artist oh, this year. And I was like, holy shit, like... That album came out. I listened the shit out of that album this entire year. And like even I I've, I've been listening to it constantly. There's not been a month that goes by that I haven't listened to Buried Alive. But that album just was like it's so like maybe that's that's its power is that it's it doesn't feel like a grandiose album for me because it's just kind of always been there. This yeah. year it's just kind of been in rotation constantly. It doesn't feel like it's is getting a big huzzah, but I really, really do like that album a whole lot more so than I think I consciously was aware of. So that was kind of an interesting pick for me. Um, Very live, I just really love them, um, and they keep putting out great music. Yeah, that's it. Must just be one of those albums that you hear it and it's like instantly in your repertoire. Like yeah. it instantly becomes one of those albums that you come back to, so you feel like it's just kind of always been there. Right. Yeah. It's it's wild to like. It was so like far off of my radar throughout the year, <laughs> just being literally right in front of my face the whole time. And then the, the recap thing came out and I was like, what the fuck? I was not expecting that to be on my top five. Nonetheless, the number two slot. So that, that's fun. What's your uh, number four pick? My number four is um, the self-titled album by Wet Leg, which is maybe a, maybe a shocker, but man, so you mentioned them on the podcast at one point, I, I think, or maybe it was to me. I, I don't know, but I think it was on the podcast a little bit before that. Alyssa had actually showed me the video for Shay's lounge and your mom. Yep. And immediately whenever I heard it, I was just like, I'm really going to like this band. Yeah. It, it, it clicks. <laughs> it does. It instantly clicks. And that's something that I really look for whenever it's like the top albums of the year. It doesn't even necessarily have to be like, I guess, objectively of, super high quality right. which not saying that wet legs album isn't because it definitely is it has a For very sure. like they have a very like simple but also it's very tight yeah it's like super cohesive and it's a very unique sound a lot i'm i don't want to discount i didn't look up both of their names it's it's two <laughs> uh two uh women from two ladies britain two ladies from britain i think I didn't do yeah, my research. Not, they I'm sound sorry. British. <laughs> yeah, to, I'm American. Kill me in in the comments, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, wet um, leg. If you're listening, we apologize. Yeah, I really like your album. It's it's amazing, and I like all of your other songs that weren't on the album too. So, but the the lead singer, um, I I'm probably gonna butcher Ryan her name. Teasdale, Rian, well, Rian, Ryan Teasdale, Rian, Rian, Ryan, and Rian, Hester Chambers. Rian Teasdale and Hester Chambers. So. Rian Teasdale is the the lead singer and she's just got like a super unique voice that she uses yeah. so well throughout the album. Like all of it, like she's so expressive 
but she's also deadpan at certain times, which is yeah. just as expressive as whenever she's like, just like there's belting it. Yeah, there's a point like where, where one of the songs, yeah, she she says that she's been practicing on her like loudest long scream yeah. or something, and she just lets it go, and she fucking she kills it. It's it's, it's such so a fun. Good. I agree. This this album was on my radar, but it it didn't. I don't know. I haven't gone back to it a whole lot. Uh, there are very catchy songs on it, but yeah. it didn't it didn't quite make my my list. It's it's a surprise pick. I was not yeah. anticipating what leg showing up on your list. It was a shocker. <laughs> it was indeed speaking of shocking things, oh god um my number three pick while not really shock rock is is kind of an interesting <laughs> unexpected it's not unexpected if you've listened to this podcast yeah it's necro goblicon's new album fundamental flimes and humors which uh for those who don't know necro goblicon considers themselves a humor core album where it's it's light-hearted but it's still like it's got like deathcore, it's got metalcore kind of like instrumentation. It's got a lot of synth stuff though as well. The keyboard is fantastic and has made me want to learn how to play the synthesizer and piano several times this year just because of how fucking cool it is. But um, I don't know that album clicked with me me instantly. It's the only Necro Goblicon album that I've ever listened to, so I wasn't like going into it expecting to fall in love with it. And it's just, it's such a like meaningful, heartfelt album, despite being kind of like quirky and silly at times. And, and it just, I don't know, it, it stuck around throughout several of our episodes. I've mentioned them. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it kept coming back for me. And the, it was, so it was kind of a discovery. I had heard of Necrogalbicon. I had listened to a couple other singles before, but this album, it just fucking, it, it caught me off guard and it fucking, it stuck around. And I love it. Well, hell yeah. I was wondering when Necrogoblicon would pop up, <laughs> so I'm I'm glad I know it's there. Um, yeah, my number three is uh, Kendrick Lamar's 2022 album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and this one, I honestly like. If you would have asked me when it came out if this would have been on my top five, I wouldn't have had a straight answer. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I don't know, but because I listened to it several times and I really liked it but there were some songs that like didn't sit didn't hit me in the right way i guess right but what was it um he came out with a music video semi recently for rich spirit yeah and after listening to that i just like like i don't know if it made me hear the song in a new light but i went back and i listened to the album like 10 fucking times yeah. <laughs> and and i was just like oh my god this is way better than i remember it being and Thinking back to Damn, which was, I guess, his last actual full release, mm-hmm. I I feel like I've said it on record, but I'll say it again. Damn is, while it is an amazing album, it's my least favorite Kendrick album. Yeah. And to come back from like the gap from, I mean, I guess he had Untitled, Unmastered, Between, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn, but... I consider to pimp a butterfly to be like his la- his second to last real album, right. is, the previous but, album, yeah. But like, because I love to pimp a butterfly, it was a fucking amazing album. And then, damn, and then this one just ramped it right back up after I started re-listening to it with kind of yeah. like new ears, and it's just like yeah, all I- the music is just amazing on it, and he works so well with it. Yeah, I think it's it's super interesting. I had a very similar experience 
with it. Um, and that I feel like that album just, it needs space. It yeah. needs time to like, to grow on, on someone in, in very like interesting ways. Because again, when that, when rich spirit, the music video came out, I, I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to listen to that. I thought it was a new single because <laughs> it, it was just like, I hadn't listened to that album in a while, but I was like, dude, this is really good. I really like the, the music production on it, his flow, the words, like everything about it was just like, was so like, it, it was like a switch had flipped. I was like, yeah. dude, this is really good. I don't know why I'm sleeping on this album so hard. And so I did also go back and listen to it. Um, I, I didn't fully, it still hasn't fully clicked with me, but mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying that it, it like the, the, just the production on the whole album is very clean. It's very like warm and it, it just, it feels right. Despite it also having some very like cold lyrics, I suppose in some ways. And it's just, it meshes very well. Um, but it, it did not make my to five this year. Um, I think, I think it needs more time. I do yeah. fully expect that by this time next year, I will have a, a much greater appreciation for that album, but I just haven't, I haven't put in the time and it, it, it hasn't, it hasn't aged properly yet for me. Yeah. I don't think, I think it still needs to ferment a little bit. Not that it needs to get stinky, but that's a, that's, that's a fun pick. Hell yeah. My, my number two pick is another band that is new to me, but I had heard of before. And this is an interesting pick compared to my YouTube top five, my YouTube music top fives, because it actually ranked below Buried Alive. So Buried Alive was number two on my, my recap. This band, Dance Gavin Dance, is number three on my recap. And then my number five is actually Necrogalcon. So they're kind of like shuffled around in, in my mind for them but the dance gavin dance album jackpot juicer came out this year and it's just it's fascinating to me it is such a like clean well-produced well-written album there's no lulls in it it's strong from the start to the end it covers so much ground musically and lyrically and it just it does it with a style that is just so like fun and, and interesting and like the vocals go go places where i was not expecting them to go and they they have a lot of fun doing it and it i think that bleeds through there's a lot of passion there and it's really like intoxicating to just kind of witness it happening uh even if it's not like physically witnessing it with my eyes but with my ears just just hearing how much fun they're having making music and and it bleeds through in every aspect of that album and i just really really love it yeah, that's honestly one of the best feelings you can get from listening to an album is feeling the energy they had while making the album. And that's just... Yeah, and, and it's not to say that it's all like positive, happy vibes. I mean, you guys know that we're, we're a bunch of sad yeah. boys over here <laughs> at Feedback Loop. Um, so like there's there's still a bunch of like very serious like lyrical content to it. But it's all like, I guess it is kind of typically shown in a positive life. And there's like a positive perspective on negative situations and stuff, but it just, I don't know, everything just kind of comes together in such a a fun package. That's just, it's really just like contagious to listen to. Man. So that was your number two, huh? It it sure was. Get ready for my number two. This is where it's going to get rocky. This is where it's going to get rocky. My number two is probably not the album you're thinking of. It is gold pandas latest release the work this just came out last month but 
I had to put it at number two because That's bold. yeah, it's really bold, and I I shocked myself when I did it because it, I think it came out in early November, which is I I feel like almost too late to be put into a list yeah. like this, but like. I think I had mentioned it whenever I initially talked about it after I had listened to it, but his last release wasn't, it didn't scratch the gold panda itch for me. And this one definitely did. Like whenever I first heard it, I, I just kind of put it on in the background, but there were times where I was, I would like stop what I was doing to pay attention to the music. And that's something that like, I don't know if I'm that playing means a game. Lot. Yeah, like I would I would stop doing whatever activity I was doing to just be like, I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing. Yeah, right just now. being in moments while this is yeah. happening in my ears. <laughs> it was amazing. And just to hear that return to form with all of the added experience he's had, because I think before his last album before this, the album that we did, which was Good Luck and Do Your Best. That was in 2016, so this has been six years since that album. And I mean, his previous album was, I think, in 2018. And that was the one that he had a bunch of features on. And he did, it was like an album with two other people, I think. Right, it was Um, more collaborative. Yeah, and maybe I guess that's why it didn't jive with me. But this one definitely did. And to hear that after what I feel like was a long hiatus it it just felt really good especially cuz gold panda played such a huge role in i guess my music listening back whenever i first heard like lucky shiner and companion two of his albums that i would consider my favorites this one it's steadily reaching up there with those albums the more i listen to it where it's just like the beats and the samples and everything that he puts into it 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 all works just so well and it catches my attention. Something new catches my attention every time I listen to it, and I'm loving it. I love that feeling. That that's a fun, fun experience because it's something that you can kind of like keep exploring as as time goes on. It's it's one of those albums that'll like stick with you. And, and like you said, if you're always finding something new every time you listen to it, there's there's something to like stimulate your brain. And you're, Hell yeah! Think you're not noticing, and and just like just the fact that it meant enough to, to again, to, to pull your attention away from whatever else you were doing at the time to make you stop and say, dude, that's a cool yeah. sound or that, yeah. or what they've done there is very interesting. Like that means so much, I think to, and it's very important for albums because that like, that there's, that proves their power. And yeah. especially with like how we typically listen to music as background noise, it's what it on while we're doing something else. And I feel like that's, that's how a lot of people listen to music nowadays because it's so oh, yeah. accessible and easy to just put on a Spotify playlist or whatever. But the fact, the fact that it can pull attention despite being something that is so like low key is, is just like, it, it, it means something. It truly does. So right on. that's super fascinating. Right on gold Panda. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep make, making Joey stop runescaping, whatever you can do, please send help. Stop That's Joey exactly what it was. I was playing RuneScape <laughs> and I almost died to Vorkath because I was just like, oh my god. It would have been <laughs> a noble shit. death. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> I would gladly pay 100k to hear this music. Hell yeah. <laughs> we go, we're coming to the, the number ones and I have a suspicion that we agree on this album. I, I do too. So I, I think we, we just open the floodgate here 
Okay. And I, I guess I, I shouldn't. I should not overstep this boundary. You know what? Fuck it. Life's about taking risks. The album of the year for Feedback Loop, which is myself and Joseph, whole, wholly endorsed, is yeah. uh, Black Country New Roads, Ants From Up There. Yes. You agree? That, that, I, I agree. That's what I had to. God, it's so good. So it is good. just so good. Despite not making my top artists of YouTube music, it's just, I don't know. There is... There is something about it. There is everything about that album that is just flawless from start to end. It captures such a wide range of like sounds and emotions and everything in between that that just defies logic and just like really rips your heart out at points. Yeah. And it's just it's very it's all done in a very clean package that it's just it, it cannot be anywhere but number one on our list. Yeah, like 100%. Because I I will say this album, whenever it came out, which it came out early this year, so we had a, yeah. a, a pretty decent amount of time with it. But whenever it came out, it shaped how I listened to music for like a few months. Because yeah, you compare so everything many... else to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I listened to it and it scratches the itch that like five other bands would scratch. Like I listened to this and then I would immediately be like, like my first thought, just because the vocalist Isaac Wood has an extremely unique voice that he uses just perfectly over the music, which the music somehow it sounds almost disorganized, but it's all perfectly placed on top of each other. Like yeah. somehow they can simulate like, chaos or perfect harmony but it all fits perfectly on top of each other but like his voice it reminds me i can't think of the guy's name but from joy division the lead singer with the very like a deeper voice and so it yeah. scratches that itch it has like a very and i don't mean musical as in like music i mean musical as in like a play stage like very i don't know emotive quality which right. theatrical band, yeah, like theatrical. Um, it has that type of quality, which makes me think of another band that I like called The Extraordinaires. Like it scratches that itch. It has this stage presence that I feel like from from like David Bowie or something, where it's just like this very not afraid to experiment with the sounds that you have at hand. They have like horns. They have uh, plenty of string instruments, or maybe it's just one or two. I don't know how many it is, but how many ever they sounds put like in there. like a fucking it's, orchestra. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> and then they just have like the regular like guitar, drums, bass, but it all works so perfectly together. And I showed it to Alyssa actually last night. She had, I think she had maybe heard it in the background, but never paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. And I played it. I played from the start because we were driving home. And it was about a 40 minute drive. And she didn't say anything for about 30 minutes. So the whole time, because I was driving. So I was like, I'm driving. I'm going to put on the music. Right. She didn't say anything for about 30 minutes. And then she finally said, like, this sounds like a musical. And I was like, <laughs> does it? I was like, I don't know how to take what you just said. I don't know if that yeah. means you like it or not. And she's like, yeah, it reminds me of, like, a musical mixed with, like, David Bowie, but, like, very emotional, like, all this stuff. And she was just like, I like it. I was like, fuck yes. Nobody yeah, can not like this album. It's so good. <laughs> I think on top of all of those comparisons that you had made, it still manages to, I guess, another facet of it 
is that it still manages to kind of present as an indie thing. Yeah. It's a very like indie rock kind of indie experimental kind of almost a bedroom feeling. But at the same time, it like, like you're saying with the theatrical thing, it's very like, it almost feels like it's a live performance every yeah. time you listen to the album, which is insane because it's like, it's a studio recording. Nothing's changing necessarily, but it's just so dynamic. Every track even is just like, there's a, there's a push and there's a pull and there's a release. And, there, and there's just like, even like technically speaking dynamics, like there, there's just so much going on in every inch of this album that it's it's there's something to keep you inter- entertained there's yeah. never a lull in it and when there is a lull it's designed to make you feel a certain way and yeah. they're just fucking they've knocked this album out of the fucking park yeah congrats it's it's sad that immediately after the album isaac wood their lead vocalist he i mean he had to he had to leave due to mental health issues it just wasn't working for him so he, right. he just he had to get out of there to get what a fucking own... note to leave on dude. yeah like that's <laughs> what i was about to say like if this is your siren song like your last thing you can i don't know how he feels i don't know what issues he's going through i hope i very sincerely hope he's getting help for him because sure. hearing hearing this album you can tell it's coming from a pained place, at least from a vocal yeah. standpoint. But man, if this is your last album you ever put out, I just thank you. Thank yeah, everybody. For in sure. the band. It's great. It, it is it is truly a masterpiece, and I would kill somebody to see this performed live. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so amazing. hey, if if Isaac does get help, Isaac, if listening, hi, we love you. Have my babies. Um, <laughs> also if 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 Isaac does return to the band. I would absolutely go see them live. In any I'd fly possible. Overseas. Yeah, that I'd, would be I'd worth it. I think or... that would, that would be the one. Which is so like fascinating because it's hard to say that like Black Country New Road is my favorite band. Like yeah. they weren't in my top five artists of of YouTube's. Hey, this is what you listen to this year because it it it. I did listen to it a whole lot. But it wasn't something that I felt the need to to circulate. I didn't want to spoil what yeah. what is there by by oversaturating it or or by listening to it. I didn't want to kill it by you know hearing it on the radio a hundred thousand times, kind of a thing. Um, I do on the vinyl, and I've listened to it a couple times as well, just because like it's it's so fascinating, just like how quickly this album connects and 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 just like. It, it grabs on man yeah. and it, it just like you you want to be in the soundscape and they do a great job of putting you there and it's just it's truly an accomplishment <laughs> it really is and also i guess if i'm saying thanks thank you to you jeremy because i i'm fairly certain you posted the video and that's what prompted me the video for uh was it concord i think where it yeah had the i believe so has the, the alien, alien man guy. yeah, yeah. And I was, cause I had seen it on like my YouTube recommendations and I just hadn't clicked on it yet. And then he posted it and I was just like, all right, I'll check it out. And yeah. it was the literal best decision I've made all year. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. And it was also the thumbnail that drew me in. I was just like, you know what? That looks like, that's, that's an interesting thumbnail for a band yeah. I've never heard. I have no idea what to expect. 
and coming into this with no expectations was the best thing I think that could have happened. Yeah. And it's just, God, it's so good. If you guys have not listened to this album, go listen to it. You will not regret it. And if you do regret it, then you're not you're not allowed in this podcast anymore. <laughs> you're not allowed to have differing opinions. Not here. Not not today, son. <laughs> it's just such a good album. Um, but yeah, I think that concludes this this bonus episode of the feedback loop. Thank you all for listening. If you're listening, if you're not listening, but then hear this at some point, then I guess you are listening. So thank yeah. you as well for listening. Give us future. your top fives. Give us all of your top fives. Give us all your honorable mentions. Give us albums. I'm probably going to go through all of Joey's list. Um, just of his honorable mentions and stuff that I haven't heard just because he, he spoke so highly of them. And I think that means a lot to me. So thank you, Joey, <laughs> for giving me some, some more albums to add to my backlog. <laughs> but uh, also thank you for, for doing this podcast, man. We've yeah, been doing this for, for fucking ever now. Yeah. I great. think we kept, was it this episode or last episode that we talked about? It's almost been like, I guess a I think it was last episode. It's been almost we, four years. Yeah. Like, I guess we're fun. completing the third year, starting the fourth, or maybe we're going into. Yeah. The, so I, I, yeah. I, it's yeah, been yeah. longer than it actually feels like, and it's it's a part of life, and it's a it's a nice time, like it's a it's a good thing to do, and yeah, I feel and like we've, it's a very we've good still way. we've gotten fewer than five comments in the past like four years we've been doing this, but which man. hey, I don't I don't really care. It's been fun. Yeah, it's it's been great, and I I get that this is kind of taking a tone of like this is the last step, but it's not. It's yeah. the last episode of this year. We're recording this episode, and then I'm fucking off to Indiana for two weeks. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess for you all, um, there there may or may not be another episode next week, depending on my my flight schedule and and how I feel like when I feel like coming back. We might take a little break just to to have some like holiday time. To kind of spend with uh, family and friends and, and whatnot and decompress. And then we're going to come back right back at you in January, which is when you're hearing this. So I don't know why I said it like you weren't in January already, <laughs> but hopefully by the end of January, if not early February, we'll be yeah. back with some, some more hot takes on, on music. But the, yeah. only, the only cold take of, of the evening is Ants from Up There being the best album. Yeah, of because of course. Because <laughs> it has to be. There's, there's no other way. But, but yeah. Like Joey said, uh, drop your fives, your fave fives, your top fives. They don't even have to be like albums that came out this year. Just, just give us some good, good albums, your favorite albums this year. Just drop some shit in social media comments and DMs and, and standard feedback loop. And also bye. Bye.